0: It's like using a hammer to kill a fly. Architect of Sweden's COVID-19 anti-lockdown strategy finally vindicated. I'm reading an article from Zero Hedge dated September 12, 2020. When the history books are written about 2020 and the great coronavirus pandemic, Anders Tegna, the humble Swedish state epidemiologist and architect of the global consensus-defying, quote, Sweden strategy, end quote, will inevitably loom large throughout the text. But whether, whether he is portrayed as a hero or villain may, like so many things in this highly polarized era, ultimately depend on who's writing the piece. As the FT explained in its latest series of interviews with the techno, the American press, thanks in large part to its newfound fanatical devotion to the cause of, quote, science, including the New York Times, has been particularly hard on tech now. I'm not too sure who they're referring to by FT. I don't know if they're referring to Financial Times. I actually had to start recording this again because I got stumped by that. Maybe they'll reveal who FT means later in the article. Okay, so the gray lady has called Sweden a, quote, pariah state, end quote, and the world's cautionary tale. European papers have been somewhat more forgiving That's perhaps because the lockdowns imposed across Europe were far more restrictive than what most outside of New York City experienced in the U.S. And despite all that work, new daily cases are back to seeing record highs in France and post-lockdown highs in Spain, while cases climb in Italy, the U.K., Germany, and across Central Europe into Ukraine. Listen, when you have a test that's 50% False positive. I believe the statistics say at this point. Of course, more cases. You can have more cases. You, you, people are testing positive who've had the a cold. People are testing positive who who've had a flu. Um, and then I just read another article that they haven't even fully isolated. They can't. They can't isolate the COVID nineteen virus. It has mutated way too many times at this point. So. Exactly what exactly they are testing for or what they claim they are testing for I think at this point we had 14 different mutations quote unquote as of March so we're talking five minutes later how many more Look, I'm telling you I've said this in the past we're probably up to COVID-85 more seriously so what exactly are they testing for and it's just bogus it's just bogus at this point but yeah, they're, they're going to turn around and tell you, oh my God, cases are climbing. Why? Why are they telling people this? Because it fits the narrative of the necessity of a second lockdown. You've got fucking bankers. Some of Minneapolis president head of the Federal Reserve telling people, yeah, we need another six week lockdown. Like, who the fuck are you, buddy? In my previous podcast, like you got bankers, you got tech giants, you got Bill Gates talking about the new normal, how things are going to get back to normal when we take the vaccine. Dude, you have, these people have no clinical education experience in infection control. None of these motherfuckers have ever rolled up their sleeve and come face to face with the true reality of sickness, disease, and viruses. I know this. I know this for sure. And if somebody who's actually faced these things, like, I'm so pissed off that they're gaslighting people and people are still falling for this shit. Six to eight months later, don't get me wrong, there could be something out there. Don't get me wrong, they could have released a bioweapon on us. But you know what? Living in fear is going to do nothing. Nothing. Letting them lock us down again will seal our fates. People need to wake up. Fortify yourself while there is still time. Buy yourself ascorbic acid powder. Buy yourself zinc. Buy yourself oregano oil in case you have an issue with secondary infections such as C. auris, which is an antifungal resistant organism. Widespread throughout the hospitals in the Northeast that they haven't said anything about. We are all walking around wearing masks. This is the perfect Breeding ground for a secondary fungal infection in the lungs. That is the second deception. The first was this virus. The second is the fact that we may be killed off by something else entirely. And they set us up to fail. I'm sorry I'm getting so excited here, but I'm just tired. Tired of the gaslighting. I'm tired of the bullshit, and I'm tired of people just relying on the governments and pointing the blame at everybody but themselves in terms of their own health. Our health is our responsibility. Your primary responsibility when you wake up and you look in the mirror is your health or the health of your children or what have you. What have you? It is your responsibility, not the government's responsibility to protect you from every fucking boogie virus. Now, I didn't get to the fact that the norovirus, this is, this is the, the cruise ship, this is the, the cruise ship virus, that, it tears through, man, like, you got somebody in the household who gets this, you got somebody in a restaurant who gets this, and they use the bathroom, guess what, that, that whole restaurant is gonna get it, all you need is 18 viral particles to get infected with this norovirus, and it's, it's a common virus, it comes around every year, every year. You puke, you puke your brains out, you crap your brains out. If you're lucky, it only lasts 24 hours. But it's fierce. It comes on heart, and it's highly, highly infectious. Now, really, do you think that a mask is going to protect people when you have 18 viral particles to make you sick? No. No, a mask is not going to protect you. And if coronavirus is that highly contagious, and I've said this before, and people have said this before, (laughs) If it's so highly contagious that you have to not only wear a mask or a face shield and stand six feet, feet apart, why are they sticking swabs up people's noses to give viable samples? Why don't people question this? It's common sense. And all this shit that they're doing to these students, all the shit that they're doing to us, mask up six feet apart, go this way down the aisle, go that way down the aisle. Again, and I will, I will repeat this until I can no longer repeat it. None of this is rooted in actual infection control. None of this is rooted in actual science. And so you see, Sweden, they did their thing. I don't know why. They just didn't fall for the hype. They did what they had to do. And they did fine. They did pretty well. But, you know, they're the bad guy. So let's go back to this article. All these cases are climbing in Italy, UK, Germany. Yeah, okay, whatever the fuck. You know, you have countries that have higher proportions the demographic their demographics are elderly people supposedly in Italy more uh, people who had the flu vaccine succumbed to the coronavirus and you know that, that, that wouldn't surprise me there was actually uh veterans today I believe Veterans Day article that said there's an increase in inf- Infections with people who have received the flu vaccine. I believe it's like a 30% increase according to this article. Okay, so this flu vaccine in itself, and we're going to get into vaccines because I've gotten into that in previous podcast. Okay, so now it's increasing the risk of people getting the coronavirus. And what, what do I hear the other day as I'm driving on the radio? All the pharmacies, and they've been doing this for a while, get your free flu vaccine help to decrease your risk against the coronavirus. Our fucking bold face lie. And then I hear another public service announcement. A a parent is telling his child that, Oh, the vaccine gives your body superpowers against germs. The fuck? This is straight-up propaganda. And as someone who has personally been injured by vaccines, as somebody who would love to sue the fuck out of these twisted scientists, who gave me. Who gave me. It didn't even give me a choice. I didn't even have a fucking choice. I didn't even know. But I did this because I was a healthcare worker. I rolled up my sleeve because I was a good little mindless slave. And now that I know the truth, it infuriates me. Absolutely infuriates me and it kills me. It kills me. I worry about the young people today. These 20-something year olds. These teens. These children. And I didn't get nearly a fraction of what they got, but I know what I'm dealing with today. You know what? There's a special place in hell for all you. All you devils in white lab coats. There's a special place in hell for you. And if I go and I leave this earth beforehand, I'll tell you what. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting in the gap of another world to have a conversation with you. If I can't have a conversation with you in this world, I will definitely be waiting for you in the next. Alright, so continue this article. I said, but sure enough, there's one European nation where cases cases haven't been showing a second wave, and that's Sweden. Yeah, because I got that shit all out of the way, probably. Instead, cases have con- continued to fall well into September. Cases are falling in Sweden, Sweden but rising in the European Union because they got it the fuck out of the way. And here I have a different chart showing new confirmed cases of COVID-19, seven-day rolling average of new cases per million. Uh, you see in this chart that early March, Spain skyrocketed into April, then they plummeted into June, July, August, September. Now it's an it's a exponential growth again in Spain. Uh, Sweden, Sweden, they did pretty good. They did excellent. They had like a quote-unquote second wave in June, July. But then at the end of July till the end of uh, till August, I mean, they, again, exponential, exponential decrease. Uh, European Union, France, UK, they're all going back up again, but they didn't, uh, this is Europe, so there's nothing on the chart regarding United States. So there's no denying that Sweden suffered a large tally of preventable deaths in nursing homes and other long-term care facilities early on in the pandemic. And you know what? That happens every year. That happens. Because these are the most vulnerable patients. They're confined, they're not healthy, they're in long term care facilities because they are not healthy to begin with. So, yes, yes, they will have a larger tally of deaths because this is what nature is. This is what death is. It doesn't respect, it's no respecter of age, but it certainly respects those in long term care facilities the absolute least. So, this is to be expected. Okay, so as more time passed, Sweden's outsized death toll is looking more and more reasonable, particularly compared to the UK and Spain and France. And what did the UK, Spain, and France do? Hard lockdowns. Tch, ridiculous. Sweden's experience is typical of the other Nordic countries in the economy, but of the worst of European Europe in, on deaths. And that could be a number of factors. It's saying it's the worst, so they're talking about the fall of GDP, and then you, they have another chart in terms of the cumulative deaths attributed to COVID-19 per million the population. So Sweden had 600, almost 600 people per million. Per million. And... Let me grab my phone, because I'm going to do that math real quick. What percentage that is. Because again, you know, we oh my god, 600 people per million... Uh, oh my God! Uh, it's it's like the end of the world. It's a fucking pandemic. When you actually do the math, you realize that it's point zero 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 six percent. Not even. It's like six ten thousandths of a percent. Okay, of of the the, the deaths. Six hundred out of one million. It's not even one percent. It's not even a half a percent. It's not even a third a percent. It's six. 10,000s. It's it's fucking ridiculous. But even when compared to its well-managed Nordic neighbors, Sweden's numbers are still starting to turn. Okay, the profile of Sweden's pandemic differs radically from those of its neighbors. And here's another view. Okay, confirmed. COVID-19 cases. And I'm not reading charts here. That's not the purpose of me doing this so these interactive charts, they'll get past that, the data could offer some insight onto why one Swedish CDO told an FT reporter in Hush Tones that he would love to tag along on a meeting to meet Tagnell, who had reportedly been planning to spend 2020 helping Somalia set up a public health agency and sp- sending out surveys to Swedes before COVID hit. For many Swedes, the state epidemiologist has embodied a radical, rational approach as other countries have appeared to sacrifice science to emotion. I wish I were coming with you to see him. I don't know. I don't like his article. It's kind of boring. Eh. Alright, well. I, w- I thought I wanted to read this, but I really fucking don't. Many Americans have also been guilty of criticizing Sweden without first appreciating how radical pro- its program truly was. Throughout the pandemic, youth sports never even stopped. See? now the return of sports is suddenly becoming a major issue in the US because the United States are a bunch of fucking whiny bitches and it's like let the kids be normal like all these jackasses who are still again living in fear after all these months it's it's because the media it is because the media Um, I'm just gonna go back up and see if I missed anything good so in his latest interview with I guess it's Financial Times. Techno shares his predictions for Sweden, which sound markedly different from Dr. Fauci's comments about the future of the U.S. outbreak. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm so fucking done with this, Fauci, dude. This, this fucking, another devil in white lab coat. I'm tired of these people. Yeah, low-level spread. You know, I'm just tired of these people. And I'm sorry I'm bouncing around here. Because I think I want to read something and then I just, like, get so pissed off. And what's this article about? Would aliens landing in Sweden really not realize there's a pandemic going on? Yeah, and I've said this before. If it weren't for the television, you wouldn't know there was a fucking pandemic. During the closing lines of the piece, the author includes one last Tegnell soundbite that's as brilliant as any to end on. And it's, of course, Tegnell's view on the COVID-19 vaccine, but something he believes won't be a silver bullet. Our conversation ends with Technell again swimming against the tide and warning that a vaccine, even when it comes, will not be this silver bullet. He adds, once again, I'm not very fond of easy solutions to complex problems and believe that once the vaccine is here, we can go back and live as we have always done. I think that's a dangerous message to send because it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> like Technell, he was ahead of his... Looks like Technell ahead of the curve again. Blah. i feel like reading that today. Oh my god, I try to practice, but... I'm just not in the mood. Just not in the mood. So, basically, none of these motherfuckers have any expectation of us, quote-unquote, returning back to normal. And that reason, and I've said this before, that reason being is because nobody's fighting for that normal. They were willing to hand it over in fear. And, uh, you know what? I don't know. A third of the population here in the United States, half of the population... They're just so complacent. And they're just so trusting of their government because they're just dumb shits. Uh, you know, I tell people, hey, listen, is, don't fucking trust the government. And, and, and I've, I've been advised to keep my mouth shut. I don't care. I don't care. You know, I just read an article in my my previous podcast about how they've been experimenting with us on its own citizens. I mean, at the very least since the 40s. We employed... Nazi scientists from World War Two, instead of trying them for crimes or atrocities. No, 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 no. We hired these motherfuckers so they can help us fight the Soviets. So, you know, the government agencies... Oh, yeah, Clowns in Action. Um, They don't give a fuck about it, citizens. And and all these mandates and all these lockdowns, this, this has absolutely nothing to do with our safety. And these poor children that are going from uh, a, a Group A, Group B... Why do you think they're naming them Group A, Group B? This is these, these Group A is going in the morning, and Group A is going in the evening, and Group A is going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, group, and they're going to rotate. And What does that sound like, Group A, Group B? That, that's, all, that's all an experiment. That's Group A, Group B. Why, why do you Group A and Group B? Because you compile data on these different groups. So you mean to tell me that these motherfuckers aren't going to crunch the numbers and compare this group a group b in terms of what their academic progress is going to be amongst that chaos that there's not some kind of data crunchers analyzing this type of behavior this what what the outcome of these these silly non-scientific mandates this is all part of the big experiment and like i said and i will continue to say as somebody who grew up as part of a nice experimental program let's just say I can recognize it for what it is I could see it for what it is I didn't see it back then actually no I knew I was a guinea pig back then I was a kid though I didn't give a fuck I didn't think I'd be alive I didn't think I'd be alive to this day to even discuss it I just knew that I was a little powder keg that was gonna explode at ever any moment any moment and they were more than content to study and see my capabilities so that being said these poor children are being subjected to fucking pure insanity and group A and group B and all this of the nonsense you know we, we've seen success in other countries but here in the states people are still gonna sit there and act like another lockdown is necessary you got fucking financial dudes talking about lockdowns necessary people it's just it's a tough call it's a really tough call they're they're getting their sports back but okay. A little bit by little. A little bit by little. And everybody wishes and hopes that things will get normal again, but they're not. They're not. They're just giving you a little bit a little bit here's your sports. Yeah, but you can't you can't attend the person. And uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll give you this holiday, but we'll have to take that one. And uh alright, so maybe we'll let you have Thanksgiving and then we'll lock you down again. Right after Christmas. Like I don't know, I guess I'm going to start taking bets. When's the next lockdown? Maybe it'll be from October to November, or November to December, or or who knows, right? After the new year, who knows? They don't care about the economy anymore, at least here in New York. They don't, they don't care. It's just dwindling to a halt, and uh, supply chains and everything, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's a scary, scary road we're on. And, uh, yeah, I read that article. I didn't really read it, but I'm kind of tired today. It's just practice. I may or may not publish this, but either way, have a good night. I believe I can see the future.